Nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. What you base your happiness around? Material women and large people. Episode three. No ideas original. Shannon and Mr. Rob. Old school, new school. No school rules. What's good? What's up, bro? Same shit, different day. Yo, how your week been so far? Yo, man. You know, not that I'm. I'm a, I'm a stay home dad, so I'm always home. But having, <laughs> you know, having a. Uh, the girls and the family there and, and being more cognizant of what we do I think it's pretty starting to pay off positively I'm, I'm gonna say that yeah. so like that. how about yourself we on a, uh, the DIY kick we completed the yeah, so you did class. good job son. <laughs> yeah it came out really you good you had to put the um, the things back around the um yeah the sockets yeah, or whatever. we had to put the socket we got one socket though that we still gotta replace we looking for a granite one to match that's really a good damn job, job, too, son. Yeah, yeah, I wish I could take credit, but that's all Tanya. Thanks. Really? Yeah, Tanya. What you do? You pull out the ruler? Nah, nah. Tanya get on YouTube. Well, this is this is how when Tanya got on YouTube and was like, we. She said, we. These are air quotes because people can't see. We right, right, right. got a project that we gonna do. She went and picked out the tile and everything. Came back. Right. And I was like, all right, we ready to get started on the project? She was like, oh no, nah, this this is actually your project. <laughs> but Tanya actually when it comes to like a lot of that crafty stuff she's really good at it so right. you know it involved like um, of course like cutting the actual glass for the mosaic That's tiles right. and That's right. and you know laying the adhesive That's right. and the grout and stuff it was definitely a learning experience it was cool though it was a process yeah. Sure. yeah it was cool it was cool sure. to see it through so we did that that was pretty good um, I'm catching up on a lot of TV I'm probably watching more TV than I have in a long time. Yeah. Well, shit, you know what I watched? That did you see um get on Netflix the Tiger King joint? Everyone's watching that. Oh my God, that's just a train wreck. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> watching that. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I've been I've been catching up on a lot of my books, a lot more reading, and doing more research, man. At, at this time, I'm always digging into myself and how to you know, uh, you know, better ways of meditating and, and affirming certain things. I start getting to different different science about life, how I eat. The way I handle myself around the women, make sure my my my, my, my tone is low, because sometimes Janella tell me she said, "Rob, you say it so forcefully, the girls be like, damn, is the Rob?'" <laughs> <laughs> and I can and I can see it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can see what I say and how I project it. Mm -hmm. Fuck somebody up. <laughs> Not yeah, and I, I, it makes me feel bad because it's like I didn't mean it to say it like that, and I didn't want to come off that way. So. It's, it's giving me a lot of time, to be honest with you, to self-reflect. Yeah. And I'm taking that on a spiritual sense. Because I want I want my life to extend. I want things to happen. And I want those around me to extend, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. You see, um, right now on social media, there's a lot of talk. I've seen today alone probably like two or three memes where people are saying, which is a fact. They're like, if you don't come out of this quarantine having learned like a new hustle, learned something, read a book or done something productive, then you wasted your time. And, you know, I, I can't see people just solely but, sitting around you know doing what the, but, but the real, But you know what the real jewel is that? We always had that time. That's a fact. It was yeah. always there. Yeah, that's a fact. We, and we, we, we get, we're humans. We're creatures of habit and pattern. And once we get into a rhythm of something that we like, hence the rhythm, we go with it. Why change it? Mm -hmm. we have, but we have too many of those where we don't even we don't even decide to challenge ourselves to do something 
different. different you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make make learn how to go left instead of going right. And people don't know how that affects the brain. And and that's the part about ourselves that we need to more have a more cognizant knowledge of is the anatomy of man. Why your eyes do what they do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you just don't have hair. Your hair is a reason for this shit, son. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we don't know ourselves in that capacity. We know our names, we know our social security cards, we know where we work, we know our family. Mm-hmm. We know we most of us know where we come from, I hope. You know what I'm saying? But man in the in the in the vehicle that we are from ten toes down to the follicles in your nose and your hair, well, who is that? Yeah. So Yeah. Hopefully people spend this time getting in getting in touch with themselves. Getting in touch with themselves, yes sir. So yeah, so old school, new school, no school rules. So for this episode, we're gonna talk about Kid Capri <laughs> and his his uh, his feedback to DJs on live. We're gonna touch a little bit on the Instagram battles that's been going on. Okay. Uh, we're gonna talk about this generation versus the previous generation of hip hop. List a couple of underrated MCs, and then we're also gonna Man, talk I got about a lot of underrated. I'm gonna throw some. M- I'm gonna help. throw. Ooh, but see what your hip hop is, kid. Okay. So let's start off with um with Kid Capri. For those that don't know. Kid Capri has recently been on Instagram and Instagram Live yeah. talking about how he believes that DJs that are going live should not be putting their cash app up and monetizing their services now. In his humble I, opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his humble opinion. Not, his not, opinion. Oddly enough, I think in the last episode we touched on this briefly, and I was saying that, you know, I checked in, I listened to D-Nice a couple of nights. And I felt that it was going to go in the direction of people, you know, a lot of people catching on and saying, okay, there's some money to be made from this. Let me, you know, let me chime in. Let me throw my hat in the ring. And here we are. You know, what I get from Kid Capri is twofold. Kid Capri opposes it because Kid Capri believes that right now the world is in a, it's a time of need and that people financially may not have the ability to actually contribute and, and give something in times like this we shouldn't be looking to monetize but be honest with you it's times like this don't be you can't be surprised that something from a from a monetary standard is going to come out of that mm-hmm. you know I mean look at look at the people that are making money from this time like i just seen um who's the guy the, the um the owner of the guy who's made all the, the ventilators that are needed his stock went to the billions yeah. Huh? Yeah. because of Need, you know what I'm saying, from a monetary perspective. Well, think but, about Dick Dick Cheney. Not to go too far left, but Dick Cheney made tons of dough off of Iraq. Kid is saying, listen, music is, is something that's always brought us together. It should have been a no-brainer mm-hmm. for us, for, for any DJ, just to play a dope set. Yeah. And not, and, and, but if someone wanted to, so be it. But soliciting it, like, it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's... That kind of takes a little taste out of it when yeah. you look at it from a totality. You know, there are people out there who, who for one, probably need to make some money to keep things going. That's what it, That's what I was going to say. The flip side of it is if you a DJ and your lifeline relies on you actually playing in these clubs. How you going to tell me I can't doing, make Yeah, you I need to. And this is what yeah. actually, I've been doing internet DJing way before it was... People have been going live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a touchy thing. But I think I think there's a few he might have been chiming at, like, come on, son. <laughs> Stop, come on, son. You, you don't yeah. need that paper like that. Like, stop yeah. playing yourself, dude. The, to me, I, I mean, look, I'm a person with a family. 
Right. That's my livelihood was DJing, you know, and, and it came down to I couldn't get out to do my shows or, you know, to promote whatever whatever it is as a DJ. Right. And I found a way to generate revenue via live to pay my mortgage or to put food in the fridge or whatever it is. I'm a DJ on the low, so die hard rock. Don't tell about <laughs> I when, you go, when you go live. <laughs> I used to live in Utica. Shout out to Dr. Dust. Old school, old school dude. Um, big homie from Patterson living up in Utica. We have a, for some reason we end up being roommates and shit. And he has equipment, he has equipment set up in the kitchen. So his turntables is right there on the island, right? When it come in the kitchen, two sets of fucking, uh, fucking turntables. A mix it up. Speakers all through the house. And he showed me how to fucking He mix. was really DJing or he had Serato? Not, nah, son. Nah, we had the wax. He showed me how to count a beat per minute off off your watch and all yeah. that's the old school. I'm like, yeah, wow, I'm sitting there yeah, counting yeah. beats. So no, no, and no disrespect to, to people DJs, who use, use Serato. You know, I'm not trying to diminish the the, the Serato. And, and DJ, like I said, man, it's a fraternity of them guys, man. They they're the guys that keep things Go together, on. man. And their love for music, right? Between them and producers, you gotta really love the melodic science of music. To hear it and be like, oh, that should go together with that. Yeah. And then, and, and which probably transitions to when we talk about MCs. Cause I got, oh man, son, <laughs> I got some underrated for you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with Kid Capri because I do think that it's it can be viewed as as tasteless and tacky <sighs> when people are in a position. Now, one thing that Kid Capri said that really I think it, it really helped to prove his point. He was saying that you know if you get online and you're DJing, and people say, oh, you know, I'm enjoying the music or the vibe or whatever it is, right. and I want to give a tip as a result of it. It does have a very different appearance than, here's my cash app. Oh, you want to hear this record? Here, yo, put this in my cash app. Yeah, you know. But again, you know, if you think from the perspective, of if this is somebody's livelihood, they got to earn a living, you know, you people know are doing wild, they need People to do. doing wild shit on there, too, now. They, they got strip clubs going on. Yeah. But, you, yo, here's, here's something... When he when Kid Capri had the um, twisted world we live in, <laughs> when Kid Capri had the DJ the DJ chat, he had all the DJs come in. So today, I looked at DJ Envy's live, and DJ Envy actually had you know what DJ Envy did? He had sponsors, like um, I think he had Remy Martin. Um, he had sponsors put up money, mm -hmm. and he told the DJs that was on there, put your cash app in to the chat, and we're gonna donate money that we've collected from Remy Martin to the DJs because we know DJs are out of work. Now, I looked at the chat and I'm like, wait a minute. This this was regular people putting their names in there trying to get a bag off of it or whatever. You know, people try to capitalize <laughs> on anything. So, but yo, I thought that was good that he had the sponsors right, put right, the bill right. rather than asking the people. You gotta come to expect the sneaky shady shit. It's always, it's always a lie. The devil works 24 hours a day, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, you I, don't take time off. He got his little henchman out there to find little shit like that. The funny, yo, the funny thing is he was reading the names down and he must have knew some of the DJs. He was like, D DJ such and such, you don't need that money. Come on, man. Why you got your People was dead up putting their cash app in there. You see something like uh, cash app is Tasha Jenkins. They'd be like, come on, man. You're not, you're not a DJ. Yeah, yeah, get out of here, but I man. thought it was nice that he actually went to sponsors and had the sponsors put up the dough for it. Um, nah, be, yo, because look what D DJing has become... It's, it's an explosion of it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just our idea, because of how we grew up, 
two 1200s, a mixer, and you getting busy with a crater record. It has turned into, not with Serato, mm -hmm. where, where are they getting their music from? So apparently there's some sort of download. These guys are getting all this music that they can play anywhere. It mixes for you. All you're doing is plug and play. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people DJ with CDs, no wax. Yeah. Like I'm saying, I miss that world. I, yeah. That world, I'm a your purist. Yeah, I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> You're purist. I'm used to going and looking for the, like, knowing you had to set up your crate. Yeah. That's what Dust told me. He said, you got to set record. your crate up, son. Yeah, so all you got to go is go one record after, that's it. Just keep yeah, playing, yeah. just keep going. Yeah. You have one crate of records, that'd be your whole party yeah. if you play it right. You know something? I, I will say I think Serato has helped more people become DJs. But I've seen some DJs with Serato that's still trash. They're still tra And the reason why, you know why, is because even though Serato does a lot of the work for you, you still have to have the ability to actually control the crowd, know where records to get in and out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a science and an art to it. Rhythm is a law, son. You better, if you can't obey it, leave it alone. It's a law. You, you know if you can dance or not. One, two, one, two. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just what it is, man. Yeah. So, you know, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm, I agree with Kid Capri. Yeah. Um, I, but, I, I, but I also understand why DJs are doing it, and I don't knock people hustle if they got to feed their family. Right. And, we, and we've become a hustle society. We, we've become a, not, not, I, I hate to use the word thirsty, but some of us thirst for it, but we want, we, we know what money can do. Yeah, and you get someone desirable enough to want to change their life, they gonna chase that paper. Yeah, Kick. You know what mm -hmm. else Kick Capri was saying though? Um, Cause you think about it, like D Nice got a lot of good publicity out of this, and D and um, Kick Capri was saying he was like, you know what, he had the publicity hundred and twenty something thousand. You know, that's two stadiums. Yeah, they Kick Capri was saying, which is true. He was like, the publicity you get that D Nice gets as a result of this. and D-Nice wasn't hurt because D-Nice was already DJing for famous people but that's going to translate into him getting a bag later on you know now he's going to be even more in demand Bruh, like I said you got to look at it from a numbers perspective and I think Switch mentioned it as well You, if you got 200 people watching that's four stadiums mm. that's already one part of your tour, just from a, from these guys' perspective, when you're talking about being a DJ, yeah. you can you that means you can rock a forty thousand crowd like that. So you know what's gonna happen next? We are gonna be watching the D Nice stream, D Nice on live. That's what I'm saying. And it's gonna cut away, and it's gonna be like this is brought to you by Dove Soap. That's what I'm saying. Another thirty minutes of cut away. This is brought to you by uh, Remy Martin. Then it's gonna I cut away. Bought you by four. I already pictured the nice doing Pepsi commercial right now. <laughs> Pepsi fucking Pepsi cans is turning around, and he's just on on a landing somewhere, just being a regular D nice DJ with a signature hat. Now he got the fucking Houdini hat. <laughs> but it's, but is there something and wrong with him? Make him, him doing he that? look cool with it. You know what I'm saying? He don't look crazy with it. So if he if he did take on advertisers, what would you say? You, you, is there something wrong with that? What? Nah. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't judge what what another man. I mean, if it were me, I would. I would. I would in my career wise, I would take a stab at anything that came at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an opportunity. 
It's you a, know, it's an opportunity. As long as I ain't got to do nothing crazy for it, effect whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the stipulation. D nice camp. Uh, how you call it? Have yeah, a, a porn hub commercial. Yeah, sir. Don't, don't throw me in the trick bag because he was he wanted that money. Now he gotta go do. Nah, so don't play me. Don't do that to me, sir. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. But not nah, yeah, man. You think people ain't watching? And that's and not you. You get people to see those numbers. Even Drake and Tory Lanez, they were they boasting about record, having yeah. three hundred thousand. That means at, at the same time, mm-hmm. that many people are focused and they're watching or being delighted or entertained. Those are ratings. Yeah, yeah. I guess what's um, what's what's scary to me about it though is that. You know, it's it's gonna move away from almost like we were saying the purists. It's gonna move away from the whole purist element to solely being. This is the this is the transition. This is the transition. I I want people to 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 understand that man has been man living the same way for last hundred years. How he's how he generates, elevates industrial, all these different things. Now we have technology, which is supposed to not increase man's evolution because we have other than that came from my brain all this mm-hmm. shit came from someone thinking about an easier way to do shit mm-hmm. but man has yet to take his next step and now is the time because unless you're gonna allow this to run your life where where's man to go that shit can stop let a, a solar flare can hit this planet and there's no electricity mm-hmm. and that's mother nature and that's a that's a, a very now reality, if a solar flare hits here, anywhere close, anywhere to knock off some electricity grids, you're going back in time about three, four hundred years yeah. with no electricity, my nigga. So no Wi-Fi, fuck all that shit, eight, all your shit is done. <laughs> Bye-bye. Real fast. Yeah. And man hasn't jumped. And that's what I'm saying. Man only knows himself externally. Doesn't know himself internally. And that internally is what man is. That's where you you know you get into knowing yourself. Yeah. Man, man don't want to take that late because he's so worried about being outside. Niggas don't even want to go home. <laughs> they gotta be outside. They got be got be well. It sounds like a contradiction because you told my nature where we gotta be outside and be in nature. But no, man wants to be out there chasing that dollar. Yeah. And I told I told Janelle this. Told my wife this um, today. I said, "New York is a machine. You ain't turning that machine off." Yeah, definitely. You know and, that, that, and that's why I got the numbers. It is. You gotta think, man. This, this is people's livelihood. You got how many ways? How many bridges connected to New York? All of them shit's got trucks going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so much pollution there. Just like Wuhan, China, with all the pollution. I remember working. In Brooklyn, looking over into New York and looking at this yellow green glaze sitting right over New York, then you seen the fucking blue skies. Yeah. And an older dude told me, "Say, yeah, ain't that nasty?" Because yeah. hey, he knew what I was looking at. He was like, "That's how That's all how the trucks, yeah. all that shit." It's like, why wouldn't the fucking Corona be just lit, just chilling? He's sitting <laughs> on the bench with niggas. Like, come on, you want to sit right down? Your lazy ass supposed to be in the house. Come sit right next to me because I'm about to tag you. 
Yeah. You check in um, on any of the Instagram battles yet? I I guess I think I said I um. I I caught a little bit of Swiss, and um, and Timberland. Cause I think I, I caught their battle before, and they tried to get Just Blaze in there. Mm-hmm. And they tried it before. And it, was, it was a live battle, too. I think it was real live. But it wasn't on Instagram. But listen, I like where they're going with that. I like where they're going with that. Because it's like, that's almost how I remember back in the days, Jamaicans had their little sound. They was playing yeah. they, their own dub plate. Yeah, their own yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah. So I think that's that's like, yo, playing my hits, man. Yeah. Shit that'll blow apart. Them too. And I'm not now. I'm mad that I missed it because now I'm thinking about damn. That makes got crazy, John. Yeah, there's been um, I watched a number of them. I watched the other night Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. Yeah, how was that? Oh my god, Scott, Scott got Scott, John. Scott Storch destroyed. Let me tell you this, Manny Fresh. But man, I bet you this. This joint in that you probably didn't think Manny did. That you probably heard like Manny did that. Nah. Nah, because nah, everything, everything that he's playing, I've seen, I've seen Manny played. See, that's that was that's why Manny got smoked. Manny played all the shit that was just regional, like all the stuff he played was like okay, Hot Boys, yeah, all yeah. the Cash Money, all that, that stuff. Cash Money shit. Dope, dope joints, dope joints. But then when you going up against Scott Storch and Scott Storch breaking out, when he played some Brandy the, shit, the, the, the Beyonces, <laughs> the he he, the broke out. he had Lean Back, he had um, oh. Fifty just a little bit. Yo, the dude, yeah. Scott Storch is just like number one record after number one record. And then Scott Storch got affiliation to The Roots. Yes, so he, he played um, High Call, I think, a joint from The Roots. He did um, the joint he did for Eve. You know, he, he did joints with Dre. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was just that. That to me was like, they went 20 songs yeah. for 20 songs. This catalog is long. It's crazy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think Manny may have got him on three. It was to me. I was like, "Yo, this is this was this was a body bag." Yeah, Manny was playing all kind of skits. I'm like, "Yo, Manny must he must have took the day to arrange like and create <laughs> skits dedicated to disrespecting Scott Storch for his drug use, right? Instead of arranging his records." Listen. And it was evident that Scott Storch was taking it serious because when it came on, Scott Storch was like, "Oh, all right, you know." Manny was going through his computer. And he was like, "Let me see which one I'm gonna play." And Scott Storch was like, "Oh, you don't have your tracks lined up." No, no, man, you had some. Scott Storch had all his joints lined up, ready to go. Like I'm hitting him with this one first. You playing with don't fuck with Scott? Like you, you that brother's in there. You smoke a pound of weed a day. Yeah, I would love to be in a Scott Storch session. So that's all he was doing. He was. Smoking and destroying Manny. And destroying <laughs> Yo, Manny, Manny Fresh looked bad, he, yo. Could keep up. Yo, at the end, Manny Fresh was like, yo, you know, anything you need, you know, I'm here, this, that, or whatever. On, I was son. looking. Yo, I'm sorry. I had to put yo, in the comments, Manny again, Scott don't want to be from you. Melodically, he's a scientist on them keyboards. You see and how he's he, playing the keys, too, while he's through. playing his beats. Playing the keys right there, too. High as a fucking kite. Yeah. Enjoy, just enjoying the moment like this nigga don't even know what he's doing. I'm about to open up on him. There was some there was some joints like um They wanna put things together. You know what I like to see? I like to see Pharrell and Scott. That'd be a good one. That would be a that'd dope be, battle. They switched it because you know who Scott Storch was originally supposed to go against? T Pain. Why was Scott Storch going against T Pain? But T Pain is battling what? somebody tomorrow. What T Pain did? He got T-Pain a he got a strip of shit that I love. <laughs> Hold on, son. T-Pain t- against 
T-Pain, it was supposed to be Feeding Scott Storch versus the wolves, T-Pain. Then it was Scott Storch versus Manny. And now it's T-Pain versus, I don't know, T-Pain is T-Pain going against somebody this weekend. What the fuck he got? Yo, I don't Hold know. Hold on, son. T-Pain? T-Pain, T-Pain. I'm in love with the stripper. <laughs> That's all I know right now. I know you got something else. T-Pain, T-Pain. So, and then Neo versus Jonte Austin. That was, yo. Neo. Uh, Neil versus Jonte first album, so I, I still listen to that. I go back yeah. to that and listen just a couple of times. Like, dude, is it? Yeah, you know what? You know what? Neil's also from that, from that Neil. particular battle that came out of it for me, I was listening. I was like, damn, because you never. For me, I like Neo, but I've never listened. When I listen to Neo, I, like you said, I listen to like his whole albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But listening to like his body of work, like the different stuff that he did. All this shit's fire, but all of it pretty well, much sound, album, sound the same. His first album was an Illmatic, it's a cla- in my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah. I think it's a classic. For a new artist to come out with the quality of sound and music mm-hmm. like that, as a young guy, you, yeah. can't, you can't say nothing less that that was a dope album. All his, all his stuff sounded the same. All of it, I was like, damn, why does every joint... He got his own, he got his own style, his own cadence. T-Pain versus Little John. Now that, that's a battle. T-Pain and I think, think Lil John will get him on one. I think son. so too. T Pain versus Lil John, that's who it is. But yeah, so it was Neo versus Yo, Jonathan. I remember being in a club in Charlotte. Girl I used to deal with in Baltimore. Her cousin was getting married. And we took them to the club after they got married. Mm-hmm. And they played to the windows in that club. I've never seen a dirty South. Losing, <laughs> yo, the entire cl- it was rubbling in them. Like, wow, they was yo. I was like, it was a dope moment because they had just got married. Yeah. We in there celebrating. They played that. They shouted them out. I was like, yeah, this is a party, right? It was crazy. Little John had his moment though. I mean, how got, his 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 beats to me was they were what they were. Nah, they were straight crunk. <laughs> Whatever crunk was for that time in hip hop. <laughs> trust me. Yo. What was that like? Oh three. I don't know. He was. I mean, he had it for a minute, though. He had it for a minute. Everybody wanted a little John B. But the um, Jonte Austin, like you know what Neo was playing joints that he did Jonte for Jonte Austin. Who's that? Jonte Austin. Jonte Austin is the dude he wrote for um, for Mariah, for okay. Trey Songs. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who else he wrote for? He wrote for I think um that group, Ideal. He wrote. He wrote a lot of Mariah joints. He, probably, he got. He got joints that I probably. Yeah. yeah. He got. He got a lot of joints that if you you probably didn't realize it was him. That was probably him. And that's yeah. when Neo had over him. Neo's an artist and a public figure, so everybody was like, "Oh, Neo." You but when he Neo's was playing song. his joints, he, people was like, "Yo, Jonte Austin did that." Fire. I think Neo. Does Neo play the piano too? I don't know. That brother's talented though. Yes. He's 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 talented. He I actually I think Neil's probably gotten to a point in his career where his songwriting to me supersedes his actual the actual music that he puts out. I think he crossed over so much that now he's trying to do like the pit bull flow rider yeah, type yeah, tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, but you think about like you said, we sitting here saying his first album was a classic album and now he like it's a good album, man. Yeah. I mean for for a new artist. Shit, you know I mean? that's a good album for people who've been in the game for, yeah, for, for a, minute. a minute. I appreciate it. Then that we album. had the um, the Dream for Sean Garrett. Yeah. Now, yo, know, to me, the Dream for Sean Garrett was like 
it was both of them because Sean Garrett wrote for um for Beyonce too. So both of them just got into playing a bunch of Beyonce songs that they they Great wrote thing. on. And then afterwards, you know, everybody online was saying like, wait a minute, they up here, they slandering the queen because everybody thought that Beyonce had the mean pin game and that she was writing. You see, know. see, see, you got to keep it to the producer. These are songwriters. Songwriters. I guess songwriter producer is the same. I mean, I don't know. Because when we're, we're thinking about, in my mind, thinking about production, I'm thinking about Pete Rock. That's one of the best producers of all time. Really. Showbiz. Man, I'm thinking about Primo. I'm thinking about Knots, Crisis, No ID. Rest in peace, Dilla. Dilla. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for them them type of wars there. Them are the dudes that um them are the dudes that people don't want to smoke with though. Like yo, they but, asked. They asked Alchemist. They asked Alchemist. Right. Asked somebody. Alchemist. I like, seen someone nah, put someone put Alchemist versus Havoc. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I, 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 I think Alchemist probably would get Havoc though. I think he would get Havoc. Yeah. Like I like Havoc production, but I just think Alchemist is. How about Straight Bangers versus Alchemist? <laughs> yeah. Nah. That'd be nah. Listen. That in that in that producer world, because I listen to a lot of underground. Well, I won't say underground, but it's like underground because you know I'm not listening to today's music like from what they consider hip hop today. Because a lot a lot of our our greats are still making albums. Yeah, a lot of people that we like, like I said, Paris One just dropped the joint. Not too long ago, you know, Tribe put something out. Yeah. Tribe was Grammy nominated for the last album. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he's still putting out good music. Um, actually, there's a new Public Enemy album yeah, coming out, right. too. So, there's still quality music out there. Now, <clears throat> you know how things transition in time? You know, things... I think there's, there's been a good period where hip-hop had a good... We had a good run. And they just flat. Just, just. Wait a minute. You think the you think the run is over? No, I think it's it's picked up. It's it's almost like you're watching a meter as it's going. It's a meter going up, and then it just levels off. But now we're starting we're starting to incline again because I just hear the quality the quality of people's lyrical content now is starting to you know. People are putting more emphasis on conveying an image, so I have to be clear so you can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge is something you, you you know you you retain. So when I speak it, you can see it, you understand it. You know? So I gotta put it in that form. So I have to I have to know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I feel you on that because um. So I I can't be up there. I can't be I can't be making harm like. How many harmonic noises or sounds it covers shit, or you know what I'm saying? I can't keep repeating the same thing over. I have to say something maybe just in a full sentence, like yeah. Now, I feel you on that because I think even <clears throat> like for me, when even when I read a book, you know what captivates me is from good authors is that mm-hmm. they're able to tell a story mm-hmm. that allows me to visualize as if I was. Literally right there in the Make moment. Make you put the book down and be like, 
So this is what they. This is what the wow. artistry. This, this is what the artist attempt yeah. to, to create. Yeah. So, because you you really that's a good segue into um this generation versus previous generation of hip hop, mm-hmm. and I think for me having been, I would consider myself as somebody being previous generation of hip hop. Likewise, for me, it's easier. It's been easier to sort of embrace Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. First on their lyricism, because from the era that I came from, being a lyricist was paramount. It was like, yo, you got to be a dope MC. You are the tenets of picking up a mic. Yeah. You had something to say. (laughs) I see it. Where where I think the shift has gone is that lyricism, to me, has probably been on a decline. Although I'll say it's starting to bounce back. Bounce back. I'm like listening said, now, and I hear some dudes with some decent wordplay. From from like, that's something like from '86. I'm going low. It's '86. You look at the, all the albums that came out '86. It was a wall. You had BDPPE. You had mm-hmm. EPMD. I mean, the list goes on. It's like they always the niggas fighting yeah. for a spot. But when you opened up all them albums, you listen to them. You got something different from you want to listen to all yeah you end you eventually end up listening to all of them uh-huh. front to back and lyricism just kept going up 88 90 92 right in the 95 biggie come woo is here 96 97 i think right in the 98 at the 98 thing was all downhill Thing we peaked at ninety eight. Yeah, that's when it just <laughs> plateaued. I was like, "Do I go further?" Some people were still making joints. You know, Fifty was still, you know, him and G Unit was pushing some things in the two thousands. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Fifty came out I think in two thousand, right? Was it ninety nine, two thousand? He kind of he kind of put hip hop on his back from a lyrical content. Like I said. From what they say, you got people got to know what they say for, so you can see it. So when you listen to his music, you can see what his storytelling, so to speak, or what he was what he was trying to convey. 2000, 2003, February 6, thousand uh, two thousand three. So say so ninety eight. The there was a pocket. Yeah. What I think is what I think has happened in hip hop because think, was, the, the, was that the no limit years <laughs> so, there was son there's just there was a pocket that was where good that was good entrepreneurship though we was getting right we, we, we learned a different lesson in hip hop actually yeah. I'm reading I'm reading a book of his right now yeah so. that was that was that was entrepreneurial shout out to Master P yes, at, I'm, I'm, I'm successful brother yeah. yeah but if you if if you look at um the direction that it's gone it's went from lyricism and people not really being so much in tune with, you know, the production back then was good, but the beat to me didn't make the artist because people was, you know, they had the wordplay, they were lyrical, they, you know, it was yeah, so many different then, things. But people, now, people, people got lazy with having to find something to say, and just became more melodic. That's what I was just m- about m- to say. M- melodic, it's, melodic it's in the sense melody. where I'm an artist. And they took the artist pen. They just took the artist pen and said, fuck it. I'm an artist. I don't have to break nothing down or formulate a word. I can express it this way. And when that became accepted, it was was like, all right, you don't have to say that. But that sounds good. 
All you got, all you got to do is get one person to agree, and that's it. So I you know, know what I think when that started happening. Not that singing and none of that became in there. But I'm gonna just be honest. Ja Rule is and then you get on a track with DMX and you sound just like X. Yeah. So there was a pocket like, yeah. Either you gonna be you sing you like it was I, formulaic. It, everything became about uh, about a formula. But what I will say about like the um, so this is what makes me really step back and look at like what's going on in hip hop because I remember bringing home the um, the Machiavelli album when I had yeah. the CD. Yeah. Popping it in. My mom being like, yo, what the hell is that? She's like, yo, why does every song on that sound so depressing? And I just remember, like, my uncles and Pop everybody was, saying, Pop, like, yo, was dark, the man. music. Like, my, my uncles would always be like, yo, the music y'all got today ain't saying shit. But they came from a generation where people was listening to Marvin Gaye. But like, you know, mm-hmm. Barry White. Like, mm-hmm. people who were, like, literally, like, great composers or whatever. And I think that shift of where we are now as sort of, like, that previous generation... We're looking and we're but like, listen, we had the Nas's, the Jay-Z's. And, and, the, the, reason, and, and, and the reason why we had the Nas's, the Jay-Z's, and even before that, the Kings, the, the G-Raps, the, the KRS, and the Raz is that their uh, uh, influence of music came from the yeah, Marvin exactly, Gaye's yeah. and Michael Jackson's. Yeah. And it, it was still it was still that, that soulful, rhythmic catch that you... How you, you had to feel it in your, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And know I got soul. When you hear that, you just, you take it right back to 87, you get in the park. <laughs> but the same way, if someone heard James Brown, the same way That's if someone had Sam Cooke, the same Brown, way yeah. if someone heard Marvin Gaye, same way if someone heard Stevie Wonder, that feel, you know what I'm saying? That, that's a different cloth. Because mm-hmm. yeah, they, the new generation, they don't, they, they, they y'all, y'all old school, y'all. That's how y'all did it. They so they pushed that little piece of gem. It's like we don't want to fuck with that. We want to create our <laughs> own shit, and we're gonna do it like this. We gonna pop mollies. We gonna do all this bird yeah. bed, I, um, fucking bird cage shit. Like because, like, because God, son. Because, but God bless him. God yeah. bless him because there's an audience in for it, and the audience is are their pairs. Yeah, because my um, you know. I have three, you know, three children. My oldest, he's, his ear is more eclectic, you know, like he'll listen to older stuff. He's not really so much into the newer he? stuff. 25. 25, so he's, he's, tw- right, he's right He's right. there where, yeah. and why, that's what you were listening to, hard body, so he caught that. Yeah, yeah. Same, he, same, way, same way with my oldest, Deja. She, I sometimes know why she's listening to Straight Mary all day. It's like, where are you from, son? <laughs> Like, like, well, how you listen yeah. to four one one? But then, but then she'll go listen to Tupac. Yeah. But then she'll listen to some new shit. I'm like, all right, she's in that world. <laughs> she's right. Yeah. She's right in between. But that's that. I guess that's like the mixture I get. Like, so from him, and she's a '97 baby. And then moving to my daughter, who's 21, and my youngest is 17. I get like a, 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 you know, a variety, and I hear like some of the stuff. And I remember my um, my youngest coming to me and being like, "Yo, did you hear Lil Baby's album?" I'm like, "Lil Baby," the dude said, "Wah wah wah, Lil Baby," 
or whatever. I was like, yo, that's that's not lyrical or this that. But then I thought about it. I ended up listening to it, and I from the time time to time he'll tell me like, yo, listen to Young Thug album or whatever. And I listened to it. Right. But I thought about. I don't know. Have you ever seen the um the Chris Rock movie where um Kerry Washington? I think I love my wife. I think I've seen. In the that. movie, Kerry um Kerry Washington was talking to Chris Rock about the music that he listened to and she was like, man, you got nigga ears based on his selection of what <laughs> right. he listened to or right, whatever. Right, right. And I thought about that. I'm like, shit, like, yo, I don't, I got, we, I think sometimes we get to a position where we have old school ears. We got nigga ears. Yeah, we got old, we don't got nigga ears. We got old school ears right. where we like, yo, this don't sound familiar. You know, this don't have the lyricism that we once appreciated. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. Yeah, and yeah, then, I, I can see, I can see where that, that, would make sense. Yeah. But at the same time, I look, it, music is a language. And truth be told, if you play it, anybody should be able to rap to it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just, I, maybe I'm biased, but I think the music that we grew up on um, fits that mold. You know yeah, what I'm saying? More when you play, when you, when something about a drum and a snare or a piano riff or a violin. You know what I'm saying? However, there's something about those instruments being played, the fact that they even instruments being played, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Not nothing synthesized or computer texturized yeah. or whatever. And you hear the quality of that. Music, let me tell you something. Again, something man need to know about the science of sound. Sound has a whole different radius. We talk about frequencies going in your ear. And how it can raise your blood pressure mm -hmm. and drop the shit too the same <laughs> way. Music has to not agree with the body, but it's almost a natural agreement mm -hmm. from when you hear, which makes you naturally tap your foot and not yeah, to speak to you, or even one. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. So without you even knowing it, it's already spoken to, and your body's already responded without your admission. So music has that power. If it doesn't reach everyone collectively in a sense, then you actually start to question yourself, well, what beat per minute or what frequency on that? Mm -hmm. I've been listening to this in this range for so long, now your ass done went up a couple <laughs> megahertz. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking my beat per minute up yeah. because... And that's what it really is. We, we're used to some... I think in our generation and our parents before us are used to something smooth, and soothing because of the things we were going through. After mm -hmm. coming and dealing with Jim Crow and fucking, yeah. we needed something for one uplifting. But then, if if I wasn't feeling right, I need a love song. I need a little Teddy. Yeah, yeah you, I need you want stylistics. Some, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. Just now, when I was we we'll never get a stop. We we'll never get a Teddy Pendergrass. So, um, we were talking about just now, like the this discussion. My son was saying. He was like, you know, our generation had the storytellers, and now this generation is about the beats. I'm like, he, he's on to something with that, you know, like, because this generation both, is. All you hear music about, yo, these, this beat slap. But both come from a creative source. I told you, the reason why we be the best storytellers, because a lot of our creativity came out of pain and despair. Just look, thinking of something better than where we are right at the time, and really seeing that shit. I mean, there's no, to me, there's no doubt, like, the content of our content, previous generation versus this content. Now, like, the content to me is all about, like, how, how, 
how much money you got, how much drugs you do, and our contact like came with knowing who you are, respect the sisters, ladies first. That's that's what I think the previous generation had. Who like, you are, having fun in music, and, business, knowing yeah. your culture, knowing where you was from, be proud of yourself, learn something. Come on, son. Yeah. Or t- we had a little bit of gangster stuff going on, but people were bigging up themselves, man. Yeah. Yeah, the ex, all of them. Ex clans the world. Brand you know. Nubian. Poor Righteous Teachers, of course, KRS, of course, Rakim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they played with words, and they was more boastful. You know what I'm saying? More like, oh, son, you whack, son. Yeah. And, and and break you down with your coat, with your shirt, this, yeah. this, that, this, that. Just out of play. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, it was kind of to make you look bad because you wanted to be the I best. I mean, bravado, bravado always been bravado, in hip hop. That's, but right, but it, it got to the point where I don't know. Did the ego get attached to just? I don't e- know. Ego, you know what it is? Money, the money, the money, money element. Now, money, money is it's all about money. Good recipe for ego. The um, the the love of it has um has diminished. Look, last night I was up late and. Like I said, watching TV, yeah. and I was watching Breaking Two. You caught that? Wow. Break, Breaking Two. Whew. For those who've never seen Breaking Two, it. go back and watch Breaking One and Breaking Two. I love two. it when I catch I catch B Street on on the humble. Oh, I DVR B Street. It was coming on <laughs> afterwards. I knew I wasn't gonna be able yeah, to stay I lo- up I love, stay up that late. But Breaking I love to Two. Catch that on the humble. And I looked at Breaking Two, and I thought about when I was a kid when Breaking Two came out, and I was like, damn, yo, Breaking was the shit. But I, I looked dis- at it. Were you now. disappointed? I was very disappointed. <laughs> you know why I was so disappointed? I was disappointed because I'm like, yo, this shit right here is the is the reason why hip hop yeah. has become commercialized. Like I looked at it, I'm like, yo, this is nothing about the artistry right. and, and 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 the the pure, most foremost, beautiful essence wasn't, of hip hop. Wasn't the real break dancing to Hell, me? I mean, you it know who was nice in it though? I Turbo. Turbo. Turbo was the man. Turbo was Boogaloo, the man. Boogaloo Shrimp. But everybody else, I'm like, yo, he's this trained classical professional That versus dancers. B Street, night and day. Yeah. And that's why, I, that's how I was B like. B Street is for the culture. Check it out. If that's what break, breaking was the commercial, commercialized hip hop. B Street was everyday hip hop. That's just how we the live. Real, you know what I'm saying? Watching just Living that, like I said, them blocks that we had to walk down, going to the store, we was, we was going, we was living like that through the summer, through the winter. It didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for and for that, for that, for the, for beats, rhymes, and, and, and turntables and park jams to come out of that. And graffiti, don't forget graffiti. graffiti. Yeah. How you how you wore yeah. your pumas, your fat laces, the clothes, the kangles, the windbreaker suits. We went through so many phases that that are now just styles now that your people just yeah. it, it, it came into American fiber and fabric. We changed the landscape. We're still changing yeah. the landscape. Shit is sad because Asia is more hip hop than us now. They're more they're the yeah. purists. Yeah. yeah, actually, the international crowd yeah. is more of the purists. Then here because, yo, I, I tend to span the short, son. Yeah. I tend to span the short. The and, um and these 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 babies here, this generation here, son. Yeah. They new, don't want to listen to the, nothing. You got the, the new artists, um, though, like I some said, like there, there's some new artists that, like, you know, I don't. I guess 
my ear is sort of in tune now where I've kind of let down my preconceived notion about the lyricism. Maybe I've, I've said like, yo, I know I'm not getting this from Roddy Rich. This is just what Roddy Rich is. Right. You know, so they're, Roddy they're Rich. Those, those, they're those artists. Man. Little Baby, The Baby, um, Young Thug, even, even um, Pop Smoke with the drill music and... New York, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Rest in peace. You know. Um, Young Cat, man. Yeah, you know, it's just like listening to them now and seeing what they're doing. Like, I went to a um, went to a party a few months back. And, 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 and like some of these Young Cat's music, I was like, damn, like, y'all didn't realize this music was this impactful. Like, yo, nah. dudes was going crazy. I was like, oh, shit. That's what I'm saying. It's a different cadence. And it's me and it's altered for... This generation, take it or leave it. Cause I listen to, I try to, I try to listen to some of the stuff that Keanu yeah, try. <laughs> <laughs> that Keanu listens to, and some of it is catchy. Mm-hmm. Some of it is it's melodic, melodic. Right? Yeah, I like some of it. Some of it is real raunchy, and I'm looking at her like, you playing that shit while I'm sitting here? Like I, no, I heard that shit like. <laughs> they should try to change it sometimes, but sometimes she just listen to it. Put a Mary Mary, and I don't hate it. It's just not my cup of tea. My my preferred taste of listening. Yeah, you know it doesn't. Your know, music for me, you know, especially if I burn something from if I if I if I roll up and burn something. My receptors go off, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm an MC now. Like, <laughs> I'm, look, like, I'm looking at the words that. Yeah, big drip is not thought provoking. Listening to old old De La Soul or one of my favorite MCs is Sadat X, just because of his his off cadence. Sadat X, aka Derek X. Urban Cowboy. You know what I mean? From the Bronx. There's guys that I like that they purposely put things in their rhymes to make you say, what do you say? Yeah. Like, yeah. What'd that mean? Like, and you, and you, yo, I used to go and, and dissect niggas' rhyme. Like, what do you say? Oh, shit. Let me go see what that means. And this was before you could do Googles, too. You couldn't do Googles. You yeah, actually go, do your legit research. Right. Go get a dictionary. Go talk to your OG. I'll go right. Yeah, talk to your OG. So yeah. let's let's transition into underrated MCs. Oh you God. give your give your underrated MCs first, and why you think they're underrated, and then I'll give my underrated MCs. And I try to I try to pick underrated MCs that I felt they're underrated, but I felt like people would probably that the people would know them instead of going digging into like the MF Dooms and Tech Nines and. I was gonna go there with MF Doom. <laughs> MF Doom is dope. But but even him being dope, you gotta be an MC purist to know that. Cause everyone's not gonna come off like an MF Doom. But That's you know, what that goes back to what he's saying about lyricism. Like look it, look look out look out for look, lyrics. Some I got one for you. Beats. Look how in live at a barbecue, Nas wasn't the only sharp one on there. One of my most underrated is Akinelli. Yeah. He made he might have made a wild song. The guy ain't want to talk about that <laughs> shit. Everyone was singing, put it in your mouth. Yeah. Like a like a gospel song. When that shit came on in the club, 
everybody it's, in the spot. It's still, it's still ring off. Play that after yeah, that. It's Come still on. Ring off. So you got Akinelli. I got Akinelli. PMD of EPMD. Yo, that's it. That PMD of EPMD. So just so people understand, PMD. The ring one a boot camp. PMD. <laughs> At one point, was mentioned almost like in the same breath as Rakim, somewhat based on because of the tone and how the they chaos, sound. Yeah. But PMD is de- he's definitely somebody who's very underrated that people don't appreciate. Yep. And EPMD first three albums to me, just listen to was, PMD. Was crazy. Hey, not that he had he didn't have a gimmick. I won't even use that. But his cadence just read to people. Immediately versus the low tone, the monotone of PMD. But if you listen to PMD, you be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, no, I like I like them. PMD, Starang Wonder, <laughs> from the Wonder. from boot camp. Yeah, one of my favorite boot camp joints is um, La Fleur, La Fly, La Soul Um, niggas don't ever give my guy AG his his judge. No, I won't say that. Purist no AG. What's your favorite AG joint? Shit. There's a joint on um, Arconodome or whatever you call it is, the album he got that I love on there. Burn it down right now. Some shit is, shit is dope. I got to play it for you. AG is a member of um, DITC. DITC, also. man. Yeah. The, I, what's that biggest hit? You think that biggest hit was probably Can I Get a Soul Clap? Might be. Probably the most known. Most known, most played, yeah. probably somewhere out there spinning right now yeah. at someone's party or something like that. That's definitely that's definitely in a lot of people's set when they are doing a maybe an eighties, nineties party or something like that. Or a good set or some thoughts, some good hip hop. You definitely play that. But man, they got so many. Gene Gray, Rod Digger. Gene Gray. Oh. Um, and there's so many MCs, man. Rod Digger was with, um, was it the Outsiders? Who was Rod Digger with? I think it was from Jersey. Yeah. She, she nah, she came in with, uh, with Bus. But before Bus, she was with the, the um, how you call it, the cast from um, Jersey, I believe, the Outsiders. The outsiders? Like, yeah, Rod Digger. Rod Digger go off. Son. Rod Digger go off. Step. <laughs> and when and when people even mention, like, the um the top female MCs, a lot of times they don't, they nah. don't mention how... Yeah, I like Rap City. Rap City's nice too. I like um um what's her name? Lyric Jones, Lyrical Lyric Jones. She she got a joint. She got a joint called Ski Mask Way with Rod Digger. Mm-hmm. And these two chicks, I'm like, wow. Just the <laughs> wordplay, the play off of each other. Like a ring goes by, but it's two chicks on some yeah, real grind. It's yeah. really dope. Um remember the licks? Of course. I don't know where they went. They just went into drunk. Why don't they just drunk too much? What the fuck they been? They just <clears throat> loved y'all, son. The, the, um, the Licks. The Licks bought... My, my man, my game, man. Right? The big homie, Sean Bucks, put me on to the Licks. They brought Exhibit in the game, though, right? They brought Exhibit yeah, in the game, Sean. they brought Exhibit in the game. Exhibit, I think, crossed over. They didn't cross over. But you know what the Licks always reminded me of? The mm-hmm. West Coast version of the Beat Nuts. Yes, sir. That's I got Juju on here. Juju and the Beat Nuts. <laughs> as an under... Yo, son. I've never thought of Juju as a... As like a... Listen to some of them joints, man. 
I don't remember. I, I, mean, I, like the, I like the beat nuts, but from an MC standpoint, but I know I a beat nut joint when that shit come on, Sean. Even even to their production, yeah. and they've been in production a long time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Their beats is crazy. Their beats is always their yeah, beats. Their beats is crazy. Psycho less Juju. Juju, son. Who else you got? Um, Sheik Luch, of course, but you know. He he just a group that where he overshadowed his, comp, yeah. his compadres kind of do a little overshadowing or whatever. Um, Large Professor, Large Professor is a dope MC too, but Large Professor's production I think overshadows his his MC. I've been but listening to that first Professor. main source album. When I first heard, not even live at the barbecue, friend of game I, baseball. That? Friendly game of Friendly baseball. Game looking at the front door. And looking at the front door. Yeah. I to me, between him and Pete Rock, I thought after hearing Rock him and Kane and G Rap, Professor and Pete Rock's music transitioned in a different way. I was like, wow, now we get soulful with this shit. Because mm-hmm. now they got horns and other sounds yeah. that wasn't in raw. That wasn't in, you know what I'm saying? Follow yeah. the leader, or it wasn't in fucking yeah. KRS with some BDP shit. They just music, music sonically, took a whole different cadence and was like, oh shit! It yeah. kind of it made you feel like hip hop is getting older or about to get older. We're about to grow up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying at that point. It's the, at the advancement, you know, um, both of them. That's so when you had Did Heavy you, D. You read the um the Juice Crew book? The um I read yeah, the Juice. Book? Yeah, they got a um. A juice crew book. That would make sense. In it, um, they talk about like how pretty much Pete Rock was a disciple for Molly Wong. Yes, sir. Yeah. At the, at the um, what was that shit called? Um, Mr. Magic. It's Mr. Magic Rap Attack. Right. I yeah. remember Pete. I remember Pete being on Pete, there sometime. Yeah. yeah, Pete Rock was a disciple, and Large Professor. People don't realize Large Professor been around for a long, long time, time producing. Long time producing. Like to me. Professor's like he well we we'll, we could eventually talk about underrated producers but Rice Rice brother, well, my man, but started started a little rap career back in the days, and and met and, met, and got to meet the likes of not to meet Lord Professor Norm, my first name basis and all that, and, and it was funny, because right around that time me and Bubs were so pumped about friendly game of baseball. Yeah, I and I for, so. I, a famous line is RBI, real bad injury. He was like, this nigga, <laughs> this nigga here said that shit like. Yeah. And we were on the block. We were like, this shit is happening every day. Yeah. Who else you got? Um. That's who I I, I, I just I just ran off the top of my head. But um. I think Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck, another person who I say is overshadowed by his crew, but it's, it's Inspector cute. Deck, clean, like yo, his it's just he he to me Inspector Deck had the whole package. You know what the one thing Inspector Deck didn't have that I think when we talking about like the transition as hip hop transition, I don't know if he had the image like the Ray and Ghost, or maybe not the image may not be the right word, maybe like the personality or right. the persona, the, or whatever. The, 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 maybe. Star quality. Yeah, definitely. If, that, if, if that's you know a Hollywood term, but he he's the rebel lioness, son. Yeah. He sit back and he, he do the knowledge and take solid, you to court. Yeah, <laughs> solid, solid MC. So he's supposed solid. to be in the cut. He's fucking 007 over. Yeah. He's he's 
I'm surprised he ain't turning his a name to Bond or something like that. <laughs> Deck Bond or some shit. Solid MC. Um, I know there's some more because there's so many people that I like. And I said that to people. They be like, who? Everyone's so stuck on Jay and Big and yeah. Pac and Nas. I'm like, do you have ears? You don't listen to yeah. your head? You don't hear anybody else speak? And people, that's their gospel, man. Yeah. Mine's, a, um, so I'm going to start off with my first one, which is probably going to, a lot of people going to be like, nah, this person ain't underrated, but they are. To me, cool G-Rap. Yeah. G-Rap. Is an underrated MC, and I think G Rap's influence can be heard. He just and, he just got an album with um, Thirty Eight Special. Yeah, I heard. And a, and a lot of people favorite MCs music. G Rap's influence is there. Like to me, G Rap was a, a huge influence on Nas. Yes, sir. Huge influence for Pun. If you listen to Pun with the multiple syllables, you hear G Rap in there. G Rap. I think Pun. I think Pun said that's one of his favorite rappers. Yeah, G, look, G Rap really the storytelling. Road to Riches, Truly Yours. That whole album. Um, and Lost Professor did Money did, in the Bank. Was doing joints yeah. too for him. Rock and roll. Um, roll and rock. When, Money when, in when, the Bank. When Gangsta Rap was on the West Coast, G Rap. Had it on the East Coast. Had it on the East Coast. We're on the run. Yes, sir. G Rap, to me, always had to live, though, in Big Daddy Kane's shadow. Yeah, I can see. Always, cause they down the same crew. So when the symphonies, when the symphony one and two came out, everybody was like, "Yo!" And Master Ace, Master Ace to me is a dope lyricist, also. Yeah, Master Ace is a dope lyricist. But everybody was like, "Yo, I gotta hear G-Rap." I started, I started tagging my name Master the way he tagged me <laughs> with the A instead of the E R. Yeah, everybody was like, "Yo, I gotta hear G-Rap and Kane verse." And I just think that G-Rap never was able to get out of Kane's shadow, and I don't no. think G-Rap ever had a big enough song. That really exposed him to everybody. But and to Kane, Kane kind of took off. Kane, when he started fucking with Madonna and doing sex porn, whatever he was doing, <laughs> he was doing posing and yeah. So I got he took I got, a different. You know what I mean? And maybe G Rap said, "You know, I ain't with all that, man. I'm gonna just yeah. be myself." But nobody was looking for that big then. But then NWA took over gangster rap, gangster rap, rap and then house, West Coast. Yeah. West Coast one, they all took yeah. over gangster rap. At that I got point. a um, see, I can't the the Juice Crew book that I got though. It's a digital, so it's on my um, my iPad. But in it, like G Rap, they talk a lot about G Rap, and G Rap went through all kind of medical issues and everything, and you know, yeah, issues with coke, like just a, a lot of a lot of a lot of shit that puts really into perspective why G Rap did probably like that, that was them eighties times, man. Drugs that crack era book told you mm -hmm. everything that was going on in the black community from a crack perspective, which was pretty much 50% of people living, whether he was dealing drugs or not, he was living in those communities yeah. still. Yeah. I can imagine the cold game and all that stuff. Yeah, nah, he said Are that. making crazy him, money. MC Shan was getting coked up. He was getting lit. Yeah. Then my next dude, which I had, I told you, I think last week, I was telling you, OC. Yeah. OC, Down With Digging In The Crates. Also, to me, OC's no, first the ITC album, member, no doubt, Bird yeah. Life, classic album. And I had a lot of early, like, Buck Wild. It's not fronting on the Bronx, man. But OC, oh OC. my God. And you know, what's bug is that, you know, Search had Nas and OC at the same time, the Searchlight Productions. OC from All The Nas Doors. Oh, yeah. Confusion. Yep. With Farrell Munch. Farrell Munch. Farrell Munch is a beast, too. 
With Farrell March. I have Farrell March o- on this list. OC. Um, if you have, you've never heard Word Life, pick up Word Life. Word Life to me is a classic album from start to finish. He also felt oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was on Wild Pitch. Yeah. And, Wild, and matter of fact, I think Main Source may have been on Wild Pitch also. You know, Wild Pitch just then they never pushed him how um how you're supposed to be pushed. His biggest record, I think, probably was his duet, his joint with Big Al, Dangerous. Yeah. You know, but OC, um, take it to the West Coast, lyricism, Roscos. Roscos, first album too, Soul I, on Ice. I can see that. Roscos, lyrics. So was 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 real bug to me is like yo back then and like they think about maybe like 94 to 97 when people talked about lyrics on the west coast people really wasn't talking about Pac so much because Pac was still really you know Pac was Pac was Pac but Pac wasn't synonymous with Pac the west coast like that. Everybody. Pac was me against the world Pac and all that but right. everybody when they was talking about lyrics they was talking about Snoop Corrupt Dog Pound you listen to Snoop's records today I listen to Snoop records today. I'm like, yo, they, Snoop got bangers, but I'm like, this Snoop is not a lyrical dude. Nah, son. Snoop is melodic. <laughs> He's not a lyrical dude. He's a cat to rob with the hat, baby. Yeah, but listen to Roscoe. But he'll, say, he'll, he'll, he'll get witty with it. He'll get yeah, witty listen with it. Yeah, listen to Roscoe's Soul on Ice first album. Just straight, straight lyricism. You know, and speaking of dudes living in other people's shadow, just to go back to G-Rap for a minute, G-Rap was in Big Daddy Kane shadow, but to me, another dude that I think is always going to be an underrated MC is probably AZ. I think AZ is a dope lyricist, but always going to be a Nas shadow. Always, anytime people mention AZ, and like, oh, that's the dude that was on Nas album, you know, and that's going to be his claim to fame. That, and I also think that AZ had that early success with Sugar Hill, and then yeah. most of his records was trying to chase a hit and. All the old popular samples and flipping and bouncing that, and I right, just right, think right, that right. Did, that's what, yeah, didn't mesh out. Yeah, and I, then, I, and I still like him, but he's still a good MC. Yes, yes, yes. And I then, heard I heard him on a couple of freestyle. No, actually, he did a joint recently with Styles. What's it called? Not safe. Oh my god, Styles and who else? Oh my god. And then the last person I'm gonna mention that. Is that the MC's MC that people will be like, yo, how could this person be underrated but have won a Grammy? Black Thought. Black Black Thought. Black Thought to me, like, if you speak to some of the dudes that people say, yo, this dude is lyrical, you go to them and be like, yo, who's a lyricist? They'll tell you Black Thought. Black Thought to me is an MC's MC. And I think Black Thought is underappreciated by... People who listen to rap for commercial you know success, why? but he's a stone people lyricist. Think, like, people, people don't have the patience to want to sit and listen to someone. And pick it apart. Right. And pick it apart, yeah. And and, and, that, and that's what I respect about Black Thought, because even when, when, we, when we're in a, in, uh, in a time where tension spans are short, he still pushes the envelope. Mm-hmm. Not listen, man. Sit down and pay attention. Yeah, and that's and that, here we are with this coronavirus shit because yeah. people don't pay attention. If if young cats want to hear Black Thought and they don't want to dig back into his 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 early work, he, he on the last um, Eminem album. He on the, yeah, he on the last Eminem album. Killed it, but still get all the root shit. <laughs> <laughs> Killed it, like still get all the root shit. Just type in Black Thought, all the root shit. I got all this shit for phonology, all the way up to I think. 
Fire or something like that. Yeah. There, there was a joint yeah. that they did. Black, Man, black and, and to think, this is one dude around percussionists and drummers, and he's getting that live sound. Oh, son. Yeah. I think that's what drives him more. There's a there's a there's a freestyle he did called Seventy Seven Bars. And I think the video had him they had I think they had um if I'm mistaken if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. These guys were wearing like Bill Clinton masks, president's masks. <laughs> and he was kidnapping niggas and bringing them into the white van. And in the seventy seven bars he's just ripping them apart. He's just <laughs> but he's on the Yo, the video was dope. And he just, he just, he would not stop. I think in the van, Quest Lovers with the drums, yeah. and he just, yeah. yo, the shit was dope. But you, but if you listen to those lyrics, you're like, how this nigga go from, I'm peaceful like Gandhi, holding the, yo, he goes through yeah. so many metaphors and cadences and variations, yeah. and then. Dope. Word similarities, and then you know the nigga and I read every synonym <laughs> in a thesaurus. <laughs> yeah, wordplay is, word it's, play is crazy, and that's why I like in him, just like I like Electronica, because he knows how to use words. Nas is another guy that knows how to use words. Um, there's a few guys that are just word smiths. And they do it in such a way where they'll even throw slang in there mm -hmm. to kind of marry up the two. Yeah. Very, very. Royce is like that. I like Rob Royce has done it. And so even, even the whole uh, Slaughterhouse dudes. Yeah. Joe. Um, Joe. Crooked, Crooked, Eye. Crooked Eye. And. Joel Ortiz. Yala. Joel Ortiz. You know what I mean? So, Ross Cos to me could have fit in, in there with them. Yeah. He could have fit. He could have fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, so let's transition from that and let's talk about the internet. Do you think the internet helped hip-hop or hurt hip-hop? It made it easier because these, these guys... Made it easier to, to get on and get, ex yeah, get the exposure, get right? the exposure, man. All you got to do is do a couple of things and before you know it, you just got people watching you. Now, before, it was where you stood. Hip-hop was right where you stood, whether I was on a block, in a park, in a tunnel, in a building. It was right there. You had to take that act that you was doing in your building, go downtown, which you get on the train, and go downtown. It, you can't beat it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it was, the internet has helped hip-hop get around the world, although... We'll that's get around, the, you know, that's it, the part. It, it's it, global. It, it definitely it, made it global. It made it global faster. Because these brothers, was, the people were still going out of town. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the international game, there's so much purists because they appreciated yeah. those, live, those live events to watch. And, and by the way, the people that we mentioned as underrated MCs are the people who are still touring globally. Sadat X... Large Professor, Diamond D, and AG just did a tour through Europe mm -hmm. and ripped the shit. Yeah. Played all of their joints. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what kind of catalog that is for a purest hip hop to just hear AG, Sadat X. Yeah. And Sadat X got a couple albums that he just made. Yeah. You know what? Diamond D, too. Actually, Diamond D just dropped one in December or, or Thanksgiving. I wish I wish we could, um, we could 
could speak to them and tell them, like, you know what, stay pure and don't buy into the commercialization always coming your way. I don't even think I, these guys are so, in, you know, that's probably why they stayed what, what we might consider underrated. Because they're not, they're, they're, I won't say they're modest, but they're not, they're the purest. They, you know what I'm saying? Stay consistent. They, they enjoy the process of creating something that was once not created and just yeah. putting sounds and someone to come up with an idea to put this together. That had to start with Flash. That had to start with Bam and DJ's blending songs. You know, to, it's, it's one thing to have Michael Jackson playing, but damn, I want to get Steve. I want to get this Stevie song. I'm going to do that without having to cut it and have it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, I stopped the song and start this one. Well, like the DJs this day. You know, they just it's Serato, it. son. Play, play your drop. What is it? Ninety-two beats a song. Ninety-two <laughs> beats a minute. We find every other song ninety-two beats, <laughs> and you got a fucking library of songs that you can put. That's gonna be the yeah. same beat per minute, and all you gotta do is put that on the other one and hit, and just move. Now you gotta just move the fader. Yeah. The mixer fader over to the left. My my only Fuck thing with here. um with the with the internet now. Like, the con to me a hip-hop is like, yo, it's just made the music disposable. Like, you know, remember there was a time when you get, you go you go to the store, you get an album, you get a CD or whatever it is, you listen to it, you listen to it again, you sit with it, you go out on the block, everybody talking about what their favorite song is. And that one album would rock for a period of time before people be like, yo, we need a new album from such and such. But yeah. now, it's like a dude will drop their album, people. Physical copies are limited, so people will stream it. And then a week later, people will be like, yeah, I heard he got new music or put out the new music. And I, that's why I think lyricism span, is like, man. yeah, like nobody sits and actually consumes and embraces the music. What's the last class, that last real classic hip-hop album that we had that we be like, yo, that's a classic hip-hop album? Because when you are talking J, Big Nas, when they was putting out albums, people were sitting with it for a minute and then they dub it like, all right, this is a classic album. After they listened multiple times. Right, so now right. it's like I can't, I can't, I really can't think off the top of my head. Like, yo, what's the last classic hip hop album that we had that we was like, yo, all right, this, this, this album, and it's even with the um, high quality, even with the Kendrick Lamar albums and the J Cole albums, I listen to them. But to be honest with you, the replay value to me is not the same. So my album that you can just put in and replay. that could rock, right? Like right now, you could put Reasonable Doubt on. And still probably hop in the car and ride nonstop, listening to reasonable reasonable doubt without skipping the track and be yeah. like, "This is still fire." Now, for me, well, I'm gonna be biased, but man, <laughs> a recent one. What's a what's a recent album you could think hip hop that you could think of and you'd be like, "Damn, like yo, this, this is a classic album." Because off the top, I, I really can't think of I can't think of one, and I don't think it's because the artists haven't made quality content, I just think that we on to the next so fast. Like, okay. And it's it's the market right. is so flooded, so flooded and oversaturated. You can't really sit with an album for a while and consume it and actually appreciate it. You know, you get six albums coming out in a week and you're like, all right, I, I listen to this. Let me move on. Let me listen to the next one. Let me listen to the next one. You know, like there's stuff, there's albums of people that people put out that you don't even get to or you don't get through all of it because by the next week, Somebody else got a um got a new album out. I haven't listened to Jeezy's new album yet, either. 
you know what album was, was pretty good throughout? That Jada Kiss Fabulous album. Okay. I like that. Would you say it's a classic though? I would say that's a a great listening album, hip hop album. So it's not a classic. Nah. <laughs> Not not, not 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 taking any value from it. Cause I think the production and the way them guys rhyme, the way that they I see them guys, they they know the cadence of a beat, so they know how to plug and play words, ride, yeah, and ride the beat right. So listening to that album, I really enjoy it. But from a hip hop standpoint, um, and these guys are hip hop, but. They, they, I think they challenge themselves too, and listen to certain music. Like I try that, but I wasn't a black nah, I don't think I did that. <laughs> but you still rhyme crazy dope on it because mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm listen, also listening, but I that beat don't match your voice to yeah. me. Like, but that's they choose their beats. I don't choose their beats. So, um, I don't know because I'm, 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 I'm so much. I'm all over the place when. I like great sounding stuff. My sonic ear is like something about boom 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 boom. Something about that boom back and that repetitive. And then you may have a certain melody or or, or a riff from a, a singer. A high pitched song mm-hmm. or a low pitched battery. It's something something to throw in there just a little Rizzo was good for making beats like that. Yeah. That has something in there that just have you grooving. You just like, oh yeah. shit, how you catch that? When he <laughs> when he did cream, that is that and I know that that's a ninety three beat per minute. I know yeah. that shit by heart. When that came in there with the with the boom 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 boom, but then it comes starts all over Come on, son. Yeah. Music like that, but that's that boom bap. If it don't have that, if an album is not like that, and usually albums like that, I get that to 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 primo, because I'm gonna get that the entire album. Yeah. So I haven't. I don't even think I even got an album. There's none. That's that's like that. Yeah. And, and you gotta respect the artists because they're artists, so they can go in any direction they want to fucking go in. Yeah. And make and make. Yeah. That's what I said. Like I don't, I don't put that off on on the artist. I just think that we haven't really had time to sit with music and consume it and really be like, you know, pick it apart. Whereas the albums that we say are classic albums, they're classic because they're classic timeless. We're, we're, and we we're, listen to them and we had time to fans. sit with them. And, yeah, and it, you figure a good album what fourteen tracks, thirteen tracks. 10 to 11 of them songs out of 13 tracks on what you would love to hear it's a great album yeah yeah classic album yeah anything less than that you know you know you love the artist and you, you take it for what it is like I wouldn't have chose like I said there's a lot of stuff it's just that I wouldn't have chose that beat sometimes it's saying yeah. how come this producer is not working with this artist this hip hop we on the same planet so they can't <laughs> I don't know how, and, and when you, and then when you finally get this, like, when they finally get together, it's like, damn, y'all never worked together? Yeah. You know, you know why also I think that we haven't probably had w- with you and I, and I'm sure, like, for the listeners, 
and other folks, they probably could pick out, well, this this album is a classic album recently, but <clears throat> the stuff that we categorize as classic albums probably had anywhere from 10 to 14 tracks, maybe 15 tracks. Now, you see people put 23 songs Who I think it's a good album, a great album? 22, by the way, 22 tracks on an album is entirely too much. Like, the attention span of a human being to listen to 22 albums. Like, Lil Wayne's last album, to me, was full of a bunch of fillers. You know, Hattie would have stripped that. It was fillers, and it was a lot of dated music. Hattie would have probably stripped that down and picked, like, his 10, 12 favorite songs. Probably would have been a lot better album. Remember Life is Good album, Nas album? Yeah, I thought that was a good album. Yeah. Because I didn't have it as a classic, but I thought it was a good album. It was enough on there, melodically, to change the cadence, but keep you still interested. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it don't keep, if it don't, if 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 the beat don't keep me interested, forget about what you got to say. <laughs> and I and I give those who I know who have always had something to say the benefit of the doubt. But once it don't wrap right around, I'm like, why are you on this track? How you doing? Yeah, why are you on this track? And I guess, you know, some, sometimes you got to keep up with the times and cadences and styles change. But sometimes you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? You got to change it up. Yeah. So let's Black go Black Dog don't change shit up. Nah, and it worked for him. <laughs> and it worked let's, for let's, him. Let's, so. end, let's end on this. Um, producer. Pick one. Pick one producer. I know, and I know we didn't we didn't have recently have this as as a topic. But just um, one. Yeah, pick one, just one, because this is. I think we could be here all day. Talking. If I may, if I'm doing an album, Master Rob album, and I'm and I'm an MC, and I want someone to make me at least just one producer. One. No, hold on. I, all right. I, so are, I, are we saying are we saying favorite producer or are we saying underrated producer? Which one are we gonna go with? Oh, we're going, all right, we're going underrated producer. Under underrated producer. It's a tough one. What do you think? Uh, now we 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 already talked about large mm. professor. Um, Diamond D. Underrated yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah, Buck Wild. Yeah, Buck Wild. You got, you got Law from there. Yeah. Um, the Beat Nuts we spoke about. Juju. Wow. Underrated. underrated is hard. Pick favorite. Pick favorite. My favorite. Favorite producer and why? P. Rock. Because he invites soul into the game in a way. Once I, once I, the way he changed. Um, Public Enemy and Run DMC with with um oh my shut God shut him down, down and and um the King yeah. oh, fucking God Pete Rock boy you listen to Pete Rock the drums be swinging Every, everything is moving everything because he he, yeah. he 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 wants to he wants you to rock he wants you to carry he wants you to feel what he's feeling and I and I and I love that about him so Pete Rock. That's always been my favorite producer. Everyone came after that, and I and I love Primo. I love I love um, um, Diamond D. I love the whole DITC. I love Showbiz. Q-tip I love, too, I think. You know, 
You know who's underrated? I give you some of my underrated production and MCing. The Legion. For Molecules, Dice Man. And that production. They, them niggas is hit. Them niggas is BX. Yeah. And they, and they fall under that DIT song. The, the Legion, boy, I haven't heard something from them in a minute. Dice Man got an album. <laughs> really? Actually, the Legion have an album, all three of them. And then Dice Man got his own joint called Power. Power. Don't get me, I'm missing, I'm messing it up. It's the Power something. And you get some quality, some joints on there. Yeah. From from the typical boom bap user sample. And I think nowadays it's a lot easier to make beats too, just as well as it is to DJ and yeah. how to put things together. Um, yeah. You know, you can tell the difference between like um, production, like you know, we say in the OC album. Um, on Word Life, he had a song called "Born to Live," and he yeah. used to keep the keep rising to the top mm-hmm. sample. Yeah, think about how his Buck Wild did that, and Buck Wild, I think he was Buck Wild or Lil Finesse that did it, and it was like heavy. The sample was there, but it was heavy on the drums. It was like they. I would just Buck Wild underrated. Yeah, they were killing the pads, but Pete Rock, Pete Rock used it too, man, with the joint with C L. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. And had the oh my god, like the tempo, the the, the, the drums, like yeah. Pete Rock is definitely um. Cause Pete Rock, I think Pete Rock to me gives birth to Knife Wonder. Yeah, another underrated Knife Wonder, I would say also underrated. Knife- what bugged me out about Knife Wonder though was like Knife Wonder did threat for Jay Z on the Black Album. Mm-hmm. And it's it's to me it's 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 just straight R. Kelly, the straight R. Kelly sample, you know how you call it. I'm like, damn, why would Jay Z? You got Knife Wonder. Mm-hmm. Why would you ask Knife Wonder to just loop R. Kelly? I mean, yo, the song is fire, but I don't. I that that to me, that's not one of Knife Wonder's. This is this is a classic P. Rock right here. P. Rock record collection is sick. You know that too. Yeah. Between the between the, the see how that came, the piano came in there, and that's not even how the beat go. Yeah. That's lots of loving. When that mm-hmm. beat come on, it's like, mm-hmm. yo, sonically, he, I'm like, maybe he's down there fucking with shit. He made a mistake, hit something, gave him a sound. Yeah, sonically he does them, and him as was as as well as Large Professor. They take something about sounds other than your normal. I think it's to take pots, pans, something fell. I think whoever, another person I picked up the sound thing is Timberland. Timberland, yep. He catch the a baby, baby crying, crying, yeah. Glass breaking, whatever. Just a certain ding dong that yeah. turns into something for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this concludes. Episode three, old school, new school, old 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 school, old